Hey fam, hello, 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 hello family. I'm coming in with a word. We're going to get right into it because the Lord was giving me that fire while I was working out. I'm telling you, he my trainer. Jesus is my personal trainer, so he be talking to me. He be motivating me. So family, I got to tell you, today the Lord incorporated steps into my workout routine, right? Girl, and I tell y'all got steps in my house, I got steps. And I'm going up the steps, child. I'm going up the steps. I'm feeling like I'm about to pass out, okay? But let me tell you, I was doing it for 20 minutes. And I'm a person where I'm just like, do or die. Well, you know, I ain't dying. I'm do or life. Because <laughs> I got eternal life. So I'm like, I, I just like to do, I like to complete the mission, the assignment I'm on right then and there. And then I get mad if I take a break. But the Lord, he He gave the, he started giving me this word last night. It's okay to rest in me. It's okay. I told you my yoke is light and easy. Hallelujah. It's okay to rest. And when it's time to get back up, because I was tired. When it's time to get back up, he said, keep on moving. Keep on moving. It don't matter how fast you think you're going or how slow you think you're going. You keep on moving, right? Because listen, you always, at least with me, I look at stuff and I'm like, that looks so easy. Then I go do it and I'm like, oh, no, okay. <laughs> okay, this ain't what I thought it was. So I was like watching different people on YouTube. And the Lord, he, he was bringing to my spirit, like, you don't know what it took for that person to get there. You're only seeing a part of what they are doing. So stop thinking that somebody is more qualified than you. And I'm here to tell you this because if somebody need to hear this, stop thinking that, some, that something or somebody is more qualified than you. Stop thinking that you're not in enough shape for what the Lord told you to do. If the Lord said you're doing it, you going to do it. Because what he started in you, he will bring it to an end. You just got to trust him. You got to trust him. Stop looking because it's people who's in better shape than you that can't handle what the Lord has equipped you to do. You get what I'm saying? It's somebody who probably um, is smaller than me that couldn't make it up the steps. You get what I'm saying? It's somebody bigger than me that probably could have did 30 minutes. So you cannot sit here and be like, okay, well, they, they're just better than me. You don't know what it took for somebody to get there and you don't know what God has graced them to do. He has graced each and every one of us with something different, right? And it, um, another thing he said, because I was just like, yo, this is so hard. And that's when he was talking to me about like, stop basing yourself off of how fast somebody else did it and worry about you. Stop looking at this like it's such an obstacle and look at it that it's for my glory. And I'm here to tell you these things that the Lord has told you, these promises that the Lord has told you he is going to fulfill. Stop looking at it as an obstacle, but look at it for the glory of God, right? Now, I want to take y'all really quick to John 11 verse... um. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Let's go to verse 4. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus, Lazarus. I'm sorry, y'all. I was, I was real hype. I like the part where he be telling Lazarus to come out. Or I'm sorry, I was giving too fast. Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of Man will receive glory from this. And you got to look at your situation like Lazarus. It's not dead. 
it's not dead at all. I don't care if you think it's in the grave, wrapped up, and the stone is in front of it. It's not dead. It's for God's glory. Because it was another Bible verse that I'm about to bring to you real quick. And it says, um, it's a proverb. And it says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And you got to understand, everything, even what's meant for your bad, God will use it for his purpose. You have to know that just because it don't look like how you think it's going to look, it doesn't mean that God's not going to use that for his purpose. Everything is for a purpose with the Lord. The Lord uses everything. Nothing goes to waste in the kingdom. Do you hear me? So let's keep going. Let's go back to when uh, Jesus had raised Lazarus. So he said it would be done. It would be done for God's glory, so he could receive the glory. Then he said, "When you produce plenty of fruit, you give me much glory." It's not you got to You got to get the mindset of um, cat, holding on to that vain imagination of what you think it should be, and you got to let go. You got to trust God. You got to trust God and lean not to your own understandings. And I know it's hard when the Lord is telling you something and you're just like, Lord, you're and, and you naturally lean onto your own understandings, but you got to understand that's natural, but you got to believe in the supernatural. You get what I'm saying? So it's said, although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. So the Lord stayed where he was at for two days. Right? Well, it says for the next two days. So I'm counting three. So he really got the news that he stayed there for two more days. So let's see. Okay, so we're going, we on day three. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. Family, you got to understand that Jesus, he's doing it for us, okay? He's just doing it for us because he is the light. What is there to be afraid of if he is the light? He is the light and the darkness can never extinguish the light. The darkness has to flee. You get what I'm saying? And it says the disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I am glad I wasn't there for now. You will really believe. Come, let's go see. So now this situation is looking dead to you. You're like, Lord. It got the grave clothes on. I done buried it. I don't see how it's going to work, Lord. Like, just a few days ago, I was going through all this warfare. And now you telling me we going back? I was just going through warfare about this, Lord. I was just going through the warfare. But now you're telling me to go back? And it's dead, right? Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to the fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. So Lazarus done been in his grave for four days. Um, and it says, 
Bethany has only a Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said. He will raise when everyone else raises at the last day. So you see, Martha, she had faith, but she still was leaning on to her own understandings. She's like, I know the Lord will give you whatever you want. But she was leaning on to her own understandings. Like, yeah, he going to rise when everybody else rise. You feel me? It's leaning on to your own understandings. And God's trying to do something. He's trying to do a mighty work in your life. And he like, listen, I am the supernatural. Stop thinking natural. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, hallelujah. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Hallelujah. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Will never. He said never, ever, never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Now I'm asking you, do you believe that? Do you believe that you have eternal life in Christ? Do you believe that no part of you can die except the flesh? No part of you can die when you are in Christ because you are now living life in the spirit. Hallelujah. Do you get that? Do you believe that you live life in the spirit? Do you believe it? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you live the same life that Jesus lives with that resurrection power? Do you believe that Jesus has graced you to have that resurrection power to tell, to call things that, that are dead to be alive? Do you know that you have that power to do that in the mighty name of Jesus? Yes, Lord, she told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the son of God, the one who had come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her the teacher is here and he wants to wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were in the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed that she was going to Lazarus grave to weep. So they they followed her there. When Ma- when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would ha- not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked. Hallelujah. You see how... The, okay, because this is going to get me to where the Lord is. He, he, he told me to give you more. And it's because the Lord, he wants to take you. And he wants that signs, miracles, and wonders shall follow you. You get what I'm saying? That's why he asked her. He said, well, where have you put him? Because he wants this to follow her. He don't want to just go ahead of her and do it. He wants this sign, miracle, and wonder to follow her. So tell me where you have put him. Tell me where you have gave up at. Tell me where, because I'm about to take you back there. Because this sign, miracle, and wonder is about to follow you there. Do you? hear me that's why he asked her it's not that he didn't know but he said i said signs miracles and wonders shall follow you because you believe hallelujah do you see how he even asked he asked martha do you believe do you believe do you believe 
Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how Jesus, see how Jesus, he feels your pain. Jesus know who he is, but he still cares. He still cares about you. He still cares enough about your feelings. Even though he know he's about to resurrect, he knows that he's about to give you that resurrection power. He still cares about where you at right now. That's how good God is. He care about where you at right now. That's why I love him. I love him so much in the mighty name of Jesus. Cause he care about right now in the name of Jesus. See how much he loved, see how much he loved him. But some said this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. See, Jesus wasn't even arguing with the naysayers and the haters. He just was like, listen, I already know what I'm about to do. I'm about to pull up. I'm just upset because I care about my people. But I know I'm about to pull up. I know I got that resurrection power. And that's how you got to be. It don't matter what somebody got to say. You know that your guy got a resurrection power. And you know he's sharing his glory with you. So don't care about what nobody else said. You keep on going to where you bury that promise at. Because we about to raise it up by the power of God in Jesus name. It says, Jesus was still angry. He arrived at a tomb, a cave where a stone rolled across the entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. See, now you just like, Lord, there ain't no way. I done tried to do it this way. And my mind is telling me if I keep on going, it, it's just going to be worse. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be terrible, Lord, because it's already dead. Why am I going to go mess with it? And it's already dead. And then this is what Jesus responded. Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? Didn't Jesus say that you shall see signs, miracles, and wonders if you believe? Didn't he say that it shall follow you if you believe? leave hallelujah so they rolled the stone aside see 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 now you gotta roll the stone aside you got to the lord to come into your heart and make it make it soft make it make it uh, a good fertile ground hallelujah because you need to see this you gotta roll that stone aside knock them scales off your eyes and see him for who he really is because he is lord do you hear me jesus is god hallelujah he is the supernatural he got that resurrection power so let me finish let me finish. It says, um, so they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up in heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here. So they, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. His hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Unwrap him and let him go. Hallelujah. Do you see how it says, and the dead man came out. The dead man came out. Hallelujah. When the Lord, when he rolls this stone, he's, he's going to tell you, come out. The dead man got to come out because he's raising you to new life. Do you catch what the spirit is speaking? The dead man came out, but he said, unwrap him and let him go. That enemy has to unwrap and let you go in the name of Jesus. Everything that is dead got to fall off you because he said, come out in the mighty name of Jesus. That problem is not dead. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Because the Lord got that resurrection power. Do you catch what I'm saying? He got that resurrection power. The enemy got to bring you back. He got to unwrap you. He got to let you go because the Lord said, come out in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, family. I'm lit today. I'm so lit because God is so good. So let's go to Mark 16. And let's go to verse. Um, my, let's go to verse 17. So Mark 16, verse 17. I'm going to read this out the KJV. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Do you say how these things shall follow those who believe? It shall follow them that believe. So the Lord is going to say, where did you bury that promise at? This is what the Lord is speaking to somebody. Where did you bury that promise at? Go show me. Go show me where you buried it at. Because now this sign, miracle, and wonder is about to follow you there. Because I told you, if you shall believe me, if you say you believe me, you shall see this miracle. You shall see this sign. You shall see this wonder because my word will not return back to me void, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep moving. So then I want to read you what the Lord. Uh, he had gave me a word last night. And um, I'm going to read that. I got a couple scriptures for you. And then we're going to be done, family. It says, he says, rest now. I got this, says the Lord. Don't forget this is the Sabbath year. I want to show you signs, miracles, and wonders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. If y'all hear my fan, I'm sorry. I was high, okay? I be, I be, listen, right after the workout, I'll be like, all right, let me go do this word. Because listen, listen, I got to give it to you hot off the press, okay? Hot off the press. So let me go back to the NLT. And it says, Hebrews 9. Hebrews 4 verse 9 says, So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest has rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Hallelujah. 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 And that's the the next part is for God's word is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the surface. Two edges sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Hallelujah. That's how you gotta get into the word of God. You gotta set your mind on him. You gotta set your mind on him. You gotta read the word because it will cut. I'm telling you, it'll slice and dice you. Woo, it will slice and dice you. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Ask me how I know. So let's go to Mark 6. And let's go down to verse 31. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. 
He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples didn't have a time to eat. So they left by the boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And the people from many towns read ahead ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without shepherds, a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Let, late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to nearby farms and villages to buy something to eat. See how it's still, we it's still that, that carnal, like the Lord is saying, listen, I'm about to show you rest. We not, we don't got to work for this. Like I'm about to show you the supernatural. Let me take you into this rest. Let me let you have this rest. And I need you to put yourself in this. The Lord is like, I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest. But Jesus said to them, you feed them. With what, they asked. We, we'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have, he asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the, the group sit down in groups. Had, told the people to sit down in groups so the, on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. Afterwards, the disciple picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men were fed that 5,000 men and their families were fed. Hallelujah. The Lord only had two fish and five loaves and he fed 5,000 y'all. And it was men, men and their families. But y'all know how men can eat? Men can eat. He fed 5,000 men and their families. You get what I'm saying? Listen, the Lord, yes, it's rest because the Lord's like, I'm going to tell you what to do. That's the rest. You don't got to figure it out. I will tell you what to do. Hallelujah. Because that was one of the questions I asked the Lord last night. I said, Lord, how do you rest? Like, you want me to go take a nap? What you want me to do? What? what you want me to go put my feet up? You want me to recline? No, I'm going to tell you what to do. You don't got to think for yourself. I'm going to tell you. Go count how many fish and how many loaves you got. And let me show you how I can make, feed 5,000 with it. That's what the Lord is saying. That's how I'm going to show you rest. I'm going to go tell you what to do. And then you're going to know that I am God. After you see this sign, miracle, and wonder, you're going to know that I'm God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to understand. Jesus is in the business of miracles. He is a miracle working kind of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He is a sign type of God. And he lives, he leaves in very much wanders. He leaves very much wanders. Do you hear me? You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta tune into, I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. You gotta keep saying that to yourself, family. That's what I say to myself. I'm gonna trust in the Lord with all my heart and I'm gonna lean not to my own understanding because I need you to tell me what to do, Lord. I've received this rest. You tell me what to do. If you told me to go count how many loaves, I'm gonna count how many loaves. If you told me how to count how many fish, I'm counting how many fish. If you told me to go sit these people in groups, I'm gonna go sit them in groups, Lord, and I'm gonna watch you 
move in the name of Jesus. I'm watching you move too, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because his word will not return back to him void. That's one thing I know about my father. His word shall not return back to him void. And I've learned about him. He will let the situation get to be impossible. He'll let that situation be dead in the grave for four days before he show up because you're going to know he's God. You're going to know. He ain't coming when you just when you just start to get a little sweat. Nah, he wants you drenched in sweat because he needs you to know that he is God. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? When it ain't no other way that you can give anything else glory, that's when he's showing up because he needs it to look like it's dead because he got to show you what that resurrection power look like. I'm telling you, family, he got to show you what that resurrection power look like. He got to show you that his word will not come back void, that you shall see signs, miracles, and wonders follow you. That's why you. it feels like you've been waiting. But the Lord is like, oh, wait a minute, I'm setting the seat. I just got to set the scene. Hallelujah. So listen, we got to talk about Jesus talking on water now. Because listen, listen, listen. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in a serious trouble. You see how the Bible says he saw that they were in serious trouble. Rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. See, he see you struggling in this storm. I need you to put yourself in the boat. Hallelujah. He sees you. He sees that these winds and these waves is, is, is making it hard. He sees that you fighting up against it. But he sees that you've been sticking and moving. Hallelujah. And this is what happened. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them. But when they saw him walking on the water they cried out in terror thinking he was a ghost they were all terrified when they saw him but Jesus spoke to them at once don't be afraid he said take courage I am here and the Lord he is speaking that to somebody receive that over your life he says do not be afraid he said and take courage he is there he is in the midst of it hallelujah he sees that the winds and the waves is beating up against your boat he says take courage I am here then climbed into the boat and the winds stopped hallelujah just receive him in your boat say Lord come into my boat I know you see it but come into my boat let's get closer let's have this intimacy hallelujah and as soon as you get that intimacy that waves going to stop. That wind got to cease in the mighty name of Jesus because even the winds and the waves got to obey him. Catch this in the spirit. Even the winds and the waves got to obey Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? In the mighty name of Jesus. They were totally amazed for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracles of the lows. See the Lord, he, he just doing a lot. You about to see a supernatural takeover in your life and you still gonna be stuck on the first one like holds up now you're walking on water i'm trying to get the lows in check i'm trying to figure out the lows your lord because you now you're walking on water <laughs> i 
can't even get to the water because how did you feed that many people with two fish and five loaves? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? He he let them put them people in the groups. He told them how many people to put into the group because he wanted to show them. He wanted them to know, hallelujah, how many people was there when they all they see was two fish and five loaves. He wanted to see them, see people eating. Do you know what I'm saying? He was like, let me bring you closer because I need you to see that I'm about to feed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. So you got to understand your mind about to be blown in the name of Jesus. Your mind is about to be blown. You not listen, I'm telling you now, you're not gonna be able to understand Lord. Like how? You how? I can't take this walking on water. <laughs> Cause how with these loaves? Listen, right now, I'm just like, Lord, imagine if you were sitting on a boat. Lord, how? Like <laughs> you walking on water now? You you walking on water? How is your feet gripping water? <laughs> That's what I would have been sitting there. And then I still would have been like, yo, it wasn't a fish truck or nothing. Like, how did he feed? How did he feed everybody fish sandwiches? And we only had two fish and five loaves. How? All I seen him do was bless it. (laughs) That's all I see. But see, ooh, you hear that part, right? All we seen was him blessed. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when the Lord blesses something, that's when the supernatural got to take over. Ask the Lord, say, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Bless me, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. That's all he did. He blessed it. Whoo, glory be to God. He blessed it. Ask the Lord to bless it for you. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gesserit. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once and they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went in the villages, cities, or countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplace. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe and all who touched him were healed. Hallelujah. Listen, it just takes one touch. One touch touch (laughs) one touch just one touch in that situation and the lord is going to heal it it don't even just got to be healing in your body but if it's healing in your body receive this healing by the power of god in jesus name but the lord can heal that situation just believe him just believe that his purpose will prevail in the mighty name of jesus believe that his purpose will prevail hallelujah and i want to give you that uh verse i don't know if i said the verse back at uh, when I first read it, but it's Proverbs 19 verse 21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Yes. That's Proverbs 19 verse 21. Go and read it. Yes. Let the Lord heal that situation. Let him heal your heart. Hallelujah. Yes. You made many plans, but the Lord's purpose is still going to prevail. Ask him for the healing for your heart. If you're like, Lord, you thought it was going to go one way and it didn't. The Lord is saying, but my purpose will still prevail. Hallelujah. I'm still going to raise you to life with that purpose. Hallelujah. I'm still going to bless with the situation because it's about my purpose. I'm still going to bless you because it's about my purpose. You get what I'm saying? Um, what else? Let me see, family. Give you just a moment. Hallelujah. Family, I want to take y'all to Isaiah. No, not Isaiah yet. Let's go to Matthew. No, Mark. 
<laughs> I call out all the people. Hallelujah. I made my bedroom. We call it a Mark 2 27. I done called out uh, all of them. Shoot. My bed. So let's go to Mark 2, verse 27. Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not the people, not and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even over the Sabbath. This is the Sabbath year and the Lord is reigning. Listen, he says this year is not for you to work, but it's for this year to work for you. Do you catch what he's saying? Yes, I will tell you, go put people in groups. Yes, I will tell you um, to go and count how many loaves and how many fish we got yes i will tell you to do those things yes i will tell you to go get on the boat but know that i will calm the storm know that i will feed the people hallelujah just go do what i told you to do you got rest you don't got to figure this out no more but you about to be just amazed at how simple it is when you just listen to the lord you shall see that you shall see signs miracles and wonders follow you hallelujah Because it's time for the Lord to show you that I'm the Lord over the Sabbath. Do you get what I'm saying? So let's go to Isaiah 14. And it says, but the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their own land. And people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the people of Israel to return. And though and those who come to live in the Lord's land will serve them. Those who captured Israel will themselves be captured and Israel will rule over its enemies. In that day, when the Lord gives the pe- his people rest from sorrow and fear, from slavery and chains, you will taunt the king of Babylon. You will say, see, you see how it says in that wonderful day when the Lord gives the people rest from sorrow and fear. Hallelujah. Did he tell the dead man to come out? And he said, unwrap him and let him go. Did he not? Did he not say that? Did you see how he says it? It, the Lord gives people rest from sorrow and fear, from slavery and chains. You will taunt the king of Babylon. You will say the mighty man has been destroyed. Yes, your insolence is ended. For the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. You struck the people with endless blows of rage and held the nations in your angry grip with unrelenting tyranny. But finally, the earth is at rest and quiet. Now it can sing again. Even the trees of the forest, the cypress trees, the cedars of Lebanon, sing out this joyous song. Since you have been cut down, no one will come come now to cut us down. In the place of the dead, there is excitement over your arrival. The spirits of the world's leaders and the mighty kings long dead stand up to see you. With one voice, they all cry out. Now you are as weak as we are. Your might and power will were buried with you. The sound of the harp in your palace has ceased. Now maggots are your sheep and worms are your blanket, worms your blanket. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth. You have destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on, preside on the mountain of God's far away in the north. 
I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest city and had no mercy on his prisoners? The kings of nations lie in state in stately glory, each in his own tomb, but you will be thrown out of your grave like a worthless branch, like a coarse trample underfoot. You will be dumped into a mass a mass grave with those killed in battle. You will descend to the pit. You will not be given a proper burial, for you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. The descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor. Kill this man's children. Let them die because of their father's sins. They must not rise and conquer the earth, fill the world with their, filling the world with their cities. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy its children and its children's children, says the Lord. I will make Babylon a desolate place of owls filled with swamps and marshes. I will sweep the land with the broom of destruction. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord, the message about Assyria, the Lord of heaven's armies has sworn this oath. Mm, he's swearing an oath, y'all. He is not playing. It will all happen as I have planned. It will be as I have decided. I will break the Assyrians when they are in Israel. I will trample them on my mountains. My people will no longer be their slaves, nor bow down under their heavy loads. I have a plan for the whole earth, a hand of judgment upon all the nations. The Lord of heaven's army has spoken. Who can change his plans when his hand is raised? Who can stop him? Do you see how the Lord, he is fighting this battle, y'all. The Lord is fighting it. The message came to me in the year of King Aza, the year King Aza died. So it says a message about Philistine. Do not rejoice, you Philistines, that the rod has struck you, that the rod has struck you is broken, that the king who attacked you is dead. For from the snake, a more poisonous snake will be born, a fiery serpent to destroy you. I will fill the feed the poor in my pastures and the needy will lie down in peace. But as for you, I will wipe you out with famine and destroy you with and destroy the few who remain. Well at the gates, weep in the cities, melt with fear, you Philistines. A powerful army comes like smoke from the north. Each soldier rush, rushes toward forward eager to fight. What should we tell the Philistine messenger? Tell them the Lord has built Jerusalem. His wall will give refuge his to his oppressed people. The Lord is fighting his battle, y'all. This is is just time to sit back and have peace, to have rest, and let the Lord fight this battle. Yes, if he tells you to do something, you go do it. But it's because he's saying, I am going to have signs, miracles, and wonders follow you. Do you get what he is saying? Do you get it? It's time to rest. He's giving you the yoke, his yoke that is light and easy. Hallelujah. Let's go to second Peter verse three. No, chapter three, verse nine, my bad. And uh wait. 
Let's go up to verse 8. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Hallelujah. The Lord is not being slow. He's just like, I want my people to repent. I want my people to repent. He's not being slow, but it's not because God don't want to destroy people. He's giving people time. Because he works out of time. So he, he's just like, I'm being patient for your sakes. I'm giving you time because time doesn't matter to the Lord. I'm giving you time to get it right. God is still giving people gifts to get it right because he's like, listen, once it's set and and I I start, people start dropping like flies, that's it. It's not coming back void. So he's warning people, turn from your wicked ways. Hallelujah. Um, Let's go to... Psalms 91. Y'all already know Psalms 91. And it says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter no evil will conquer you no plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone you will trample upon lions and cobras you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet the lord says i will rescue those who love me i will protect those who trust in my name When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Hallelujah. We see he did it for the disciples and he said greater things he's going to do because he is with the father. Greater things we are going to do because he is with the father. Greater things. Okay. Brace yourself because you're going to be in awe. You're going to be like, Lord, I'm still stuck on the first miracle. You, you, now you got me walking on water, Lord. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared, okay? Um, let's go to Psalms 23. Let's read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear. Oh, see, listen, I got to say it how I know it. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Okay. 
for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your good, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Mm-mm-mm. Let Psalms 91 and Psalms 23 minister to you. If like, let those minister to you. Keep on saying, I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my understandings. Keep saying that one. But let Psalms 23 and Psalms 91 minister to you, okay? And back what, what he said in Peter, Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9, he wants people to repent because it's coming suddenly. It's going to be swift. It's going to be like a thief, okay? And we know that Noah built the ark. We know Lot left Sodom. But you know that like everybody who didn't come with Lot, everybody that didn't get on the ark with Noah got swept up. They got swept up. One was with water, one was with fire. And it was up to the very day we in the, like I think it was two episodes back. We talked about how Jesus said it was business as usual all the way up until the very day. That lot left. You get what I'm saying? People were still acting a fool while Noah was getting on the ark. Hallelujah. Yeah, there'll be scoffers, there'll be mockers. What you doing that for? Mm, whatever. What you doing that for? Mm, whatever. It's going to be people like that, but you stay focused on what God told you to do because it's coming swiftly. It was business as usual all the way up to that day. And then it came like a thief. Everybody who didn't take shelter in the Lord got swept away. Keep your shelter. Take rest and have shelter in the most high. High in his wings. High in his shadow. Okay? Do what he everything he tells you to do. Do it. That's just like when um when he was doing the um the his first miracle when he would turn the water into wine and his mom said whatever he do whatever he tell you to do do it whatever Jesus tell you to do do it I don't care if he said fill it all up with water he turning your water into wine he's giving you beauty for your ashes do you hear what I'm saying so I don't care what he tell you to do go and do it in the mighty name of Jesus so family I'm just reading over my notes to see. Yeah, I'm just reading my notes, but I believe everything is everything. Hold on, I got two more uh, uh, verses for you. So let's go to Isaiah 26. I just be jotting stuff down throughout the days because the Lord, he be speaking, but like I only might get a piece by piece. And I, I know that the Lord isn't telling me to go and give a full word yet until he, he give me that nudge. He, I, me and my father just got to understand it. <laughs> it says, um, this is Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord always. For the Lord God is the eternal rock. He humbles the proud and brings down the arrogant city. He brings it down to the dust. The poor and oppressed trample it underfoot and the needy walk all over it. Hallelujah. Read that. I know we have read it before, but listen, I'm trying to give you some, some, um, some, you know, some, um, upliftment. I'm trying to speak life into you. That's why I'm saying it in the mighty name of Jesus. Cause we know God's word is alive. Okay. They alive and they living. 
Let's go to uh, John 16. And let's go down to verse 30. What? Because I don't even know. I can't tell my handwriting right now. Okay, verse 33. He, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on the earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. It's nothing that's too hard for Jesus. He has overcome this world. He has overcame it, y'all. Even when it looked like he, he, he was dead in the grave. He showed up. I got that resurrection power. It can't, it's nothing that you can do with the true and living. The, I beat the grave. Death can't even keep me down. And you got to keep that in your mind. He has overcome the world. He is the overcomer. And in Christ, you got that same victory. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. You got to get into your Bible and profess it over your life. You got to tell when, when you going through that warfare, you got to tell that enemy where he can go and how he can get there. Okay. And y'all know what I'm talking about, where he can go and how he can get there. Yes, he can by the power of God in Jesus name. The Lord breathes champions. He breathes uh, people that's victorious. Do you hear what I'm saying? You are bred to have the victory. You are bred to always win. We win, win, win no matter what. (laughs) How that's all go? I got winning on my mind. I can't never give it up. That's how you got to be in the kingdom. All I can do is win, win, win no matter what. Keep winning on your mind and you never give it up. I don't care if it looks like it's dead in the grave. You like, I know my Lord about to come and take the dead man out. And I know he about to raise the situation to life. I know the dead man got to go. Hallelujah. I know that dead man got to go. I know somebody lying. I don't care if it looked like he been in the grave for, for four days. I don't care if he been in the grave for a week. I know my God got some reservation because his purpose will prevail. I'm not going to say what I think it looked like. I just know God's purpose is going to prevail. That's what you got to speak over yourself. You got to hype yourself up, okay, in the name of Jesus. You got to hype yourself up. You are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are to be kingdom savages in these streets, okay? We are to be holy beasts. I ain't talking about the other one. I'm talking about holy one, kingdom beast, okay? You are to be out here using your sword because the weapons of our warfare is not carnal. We don't do fleshly things when we go into war. We go to war with God's word. We start possessing God's word because guess what? God's word is so. The enemy can't do nothing with God's word. It's so. It has to produce the fruit. The Lord says, where he sends his word to go, it will go and it will produce plenty of fruit. Get into your Bible and start professing it over your life in the name of Jesus. You better go and turn the pages. Wherever you're going through, the Bible got something for you. Wherever you're going through, okay? I'm here to tell you. You might be in a situation where all you got is two fish and five loaves. You better go back to that chapter and be like, Lord, I know you about to multiply it. I know you about to multiply these two fish and five loaves. What you need me to do? What part you need me to play? Because I'm about to see this miracle. 
I'm about to see this miracle. You might be sitting there and the waves and the winds is beating up against you on your boat. But you got to know that the Lord said, take courage. I am here. You better go speak that over your life in the name of Jesus. Take courage. He is here by the power of God. You better take courage. You better take courage. Okay. Listen, even when you feel like you can't go and you, and sometimes you just... You just feel like blah. Turn this on. Your sis going to hype you up. Blare me in your radio system. I got you. Because all them foul spirits got to flee at the name of Jesus. Every knee got to bend. And every tongue got to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I'm telling them to flee from you in the mighty name of Jesus. And they got to go. In the po- by the power of God in Jesus name. Do you hear me? You turn in your praise and worship music. And you just keep on going. Because the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. You better to put the full armor of God on in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus everybody in the body has to suffer its own way we are all fighting a good fight of faith okay there ain't a remedy but by using the word of God that's the only thing you can do to fight this battle is to use the word of God you're gonna lose trying to win it carnal because the weapons of our warfare is not carnal you can't try to win a battle in your flesh the flesh, it, it, it's, it's, you got to deny it. You got you, you to gotta kill your flesh. You got to put it on the cross. It's dead. But in the spirit, it's life. Hallelujah. You better speak to them dry bones. You better speak. I feel like I'm talking to one of my sis. You better speak to them dry bones, girl. <laughs> you better speak to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay? So, I love y'all so <laughs> I love y'all so, 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 so much. I pray that this word has blessed you. It has blessed me. I'm about to go. I got some things I got to do. I ain't even eat yet, y'all. I need to go eat. I'm hungry. Okay? I'm hungry. I, You know, I mean, I am spiritually full. But now I need to go, you know, feed myself. Because <laughs> I'm hungry. So, let's say this together. I love you. But most importantly... Jesus loves you. Bye.